Oh, thank you, Lord. Well, good morning again. Again, thank you to our praise team. I tell you what, uh, I so enjoy worshiping together with this guy, with this group of people. And we are so missing the rest of you um, as they mosey out. Um, Reese, do you care to turn these side lights on? Let's just get a little brighter in here. Thank you, Lord. Hey. And he said, let there be light. Listen, I am so glad that you're joining us today. I'm so glad that you came to be a part of uh, our live stream this morning. Uh, It is so good to be together and to just sit in God's presence together. Uh, I want to uh, continue this week with a series that we started um, last week, and we're going to continue for the next little bit about really getting to know who God is. And so we started this series, Who is God or Who is this God? And so many times we, we know a lot about him, and especially if you've been in church for any length of time whatsoever, you've heard a lot about him and you've heard a lot of these things and, you know, and there's so much more to him. But I, I began to think, you know, there are, we know more and here's, here's, this kind of is a, a kicker for me. We know more about his power than his personality. Because we always talk about how powerful he is. We always talk about how great he is. We always talk about how awesome he is. And, 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 and he is all of those things. So I'm not taking that away. But sometimes we lose the personality of who he is. And we know more about his power than we do his personality. We know more about his authority than his, and, and we know more about his authority and his ability than we do about his conduct and his character. And so I think that sometimes we do a disservice in our knowledge to God by only getting to know these particular parts of him. And so this is why that we have started this And um, I want to continue looking at some things, and we're going to be in Genesis a lot. And I want to ask you to bear with me today, and just please hang around until the end so you can catch our announcements and things like that. Um, (laughs) We are looking forward to uh, being together again soon. But if you've got a Bible or you want to turn uh, on your phone or tablet or whatever, uh, we're going to read out of Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. And... When I looked at Genesis 17, 1, I finally had to stop. After hours and hours of studying out these individual words, because that's how I like to do it, is go down to the original language of things. Ron, there's so much in it, I just had to stop. And um, we're only going to cover part of this verse today, and we'll cover it another, the rest of it some other time. But Genesis 17, 1 and when Abram, now this is before God changed Abram, Abraham's name to Abraham. It says, and when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Now, we read that verse and we think, oh, wow, look at that. God is telling him, I am almighty God. That's really not what the, uh, the original wording said. 
the original wording in that, the word almighty is actually part of the God translation and not the last part of this word. The word God, I'm just going to break this down real quick and so we'll get into it. The word God there is the word El, all right? Um, and, and, and that word El means one who holds authority over, above all others, mighty one, hero. That's just what God means. The word God there in that verse means mighty one who holds authority above all others, hero. And when we, see, when we get to that word almighty, we think of it as this all, almighty, fi, all, you know, this almighty thing. But that word almighty actually is the word Shaddai. And you say, well, who cares? What's that mean? What he's telling Abram here is I am El Shaddai. And you say, well, what does that mean? Well, it's, uh, the reason why is because I want you to get to know a little bit of the different character of God today. The word Shaddai actually comes from two words that were actually put together, and it was the word Shad and the word Die. S-H-A-D and the word D-A-I. Now, here's, now, you ready? I told you, a lot of times we know more about his power than we do his personality. We know more about his authority and Excuse me. We, we know more about his authority and his ability than we do his character and his conduct. And the reason why we want to break these names down is because I want you to really get to know what he's saying here. When he says, I am El Shaddai, the word El, almighty one, mighty one, hero, one who holds authority above all others. The word Shaddai is actually two different words. It means Shad. And that word Shad actually means breasts. You just said he's a good, good father, but now you're saying, my name is the one who holds authority who has breasts. And that word breast, it brings with it this, this the, it, 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 the definition as it goes out. It means to nourish, to supply, to satisfy. Oh, see, you've got to really know who God is. He is the one who holds all authority above all others. He is the mighty one. He is the hero who nourishes, supplies, and satisfies. The multi-breasted one. The word die out of El Shaddai, we all heard the Amy, remember the Amy Grant song, El Shaddai? The word die means more than enough. And what it means, and it suggests in that definition of die, it means provision, it means sustenance, and it means blessing. So if we really want to know what he said to Abraham, he was exposing his character to Abraham, not his ability. And so many times when that got translated, I am almighty God, wasn't really, was really trying to get across because the word God itself meant almighty. What he was really telling Abraham, and I'm going to read this just as with those definitions. What he really told to Abraham, Perry, Sheila, he says, and when Abram was 99 years old, Jehovah spoke to him and said, I am El Shaddai. I am the mighty one who holds authority above all others. I am the breasted one from whom you will find more than enough provision. You will find more than enough sustenance. You will find more than enough blessing. I will nourish you. I will supply you and I will satisfy you. That's who God is. 
It's not just all about his power. It's about his ability to nourish you. And, and, and I'll stop there because there's so much more just in that little bit of set of scriptures. And so when we see, why would God say that I am the multi-breasted one who's more than enough, who satisfies, who nourishes, who supplies? Well, I think we need to go back to the way he created man. In Genesis chapter 1, he tells us that in the beginning, God created man and woman, and he created them how? In his image. So the characteristics of man is, is, is what God looks like. The characteristics of a woman is what God looks like. Well, that's sacrilege. I didn't say it. He did. In his image... He created male and female. So in other words, those distinctive characteristics that have to be found in man and that have to be found in a woman are found in God. So why did he say, I am the one who has authority above all others. I am the supply. I am the one with breasts that you can come nourish from. I will satisfy. Well, what's the purpose of a breast? Bet you didn't think you're going to get this on Sunday morning. Well, the purpose of the breast is to nourish and feed a baby. That's the purpose of the breast. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. And trust me, I'm not a mother. And so I had to look some things up. <laughs> Perry, I had to look some things up about this. And according to the American Association of Pediatrics, it says that breastfed babies have fewer infections, hospitalizations than formula-fed babies. Why? Because a formula is just a synthetic and it's, a, it's an imitation of a breast milk. Now imagine if we really got to know God as El Shaddai and he says, come and supple from my breast where you'll find nourishment, you'll find provision, and how about fewer hospitalizations and infections since that's the purpose of breast milk. I'm so, oh, I'm getting, oh. Compared, it goes on to say, compared to exclusively or extend, extended breastfed babies, formula-fed babies have a double overall infant death risk. And they are fourfold the risk of sudden infant death syndrome. You say, well, what's that got to do with me? So imagine if we really got to know him as El Shaddai. That we can come to him and supple off him and just drink from him and just bury our face right in to the God that we serve. And he says, that thing which may come on you suddenly, like a sudden infant death, Another thing, fact about breastfeeding that I found was in each feeding, the mother delivers millions of living white blood cells to her baby. And it helps find off, find, fight off all kinds of diseases. And now here's the thing that got me, guys. It says if a baby contracts an illness that mom has not been exposed to previously, 
that the baby actually transfer, transfers that organism from him to her through his saliva, where antibodies are then manufactured on the scene and then delivered back to the baby via, via the breast milk to help him overcome sickness. He is El Shaddai. We can come before him. And if it's something that we have been exposed to, he can absolutely on the spot begin to manufacture the cure for whatever ails us. He will manufacture and deliver it right to, he is El Shaddai, the mighty one who has authority, who is breasted, who we can go to, we can nourish off of, we can feed off of. And when we do, he will more than supply and more than satisfy. Woo! Glory. He is a... Catherine Detweiler said this in her book uh, Breastfeeding, a Biocultural Perspective on page 203, if you have that book. He said, she said, women need to know that breastfeeding quiets a noisy or fussy child. Ooh, imagine if you got to know El Shaddai. When everything's noisy and I'm just fussy and nothing's going right and nothing comes wrong, I can get right up in there, put my head right up on my father, put it right up on his breast and know that at that point he can quiet my noise, quiet my fussiness, quiet my storm. He goes on, she goes on to say, it relaxes an anxious child. It comforts a sick, injured, or even frightened child. See, why did God say, I am El Shaddai? So Abraham would understand. Abraham understood what Shaddai meant. He understood that. And so he knew that even when I'm frightened, I can go to his breast. And even when I'm scared. And it, it, now she goes on to say, and it conveys an unequivocally the child and conveys unequivocally that the child is safe and loved. When a mother breastfeeds that baby, that baby knows right then that it's safe, that it's love, and what it needs, it will quiet its storm, it'll quiet its upsetness, it'll quiet its fussiness, and he and she will supply. Folks, we get to know El Shaddai. He wants to, you to know that he can quiet your storm, he can f- fill your belly, he will satisfy you, he'll heal you, he'll deliver you, and everything that is found. This is why women are made to be like women and men are made to be like men so we can know exactly what God is like he is El Shaddai the breasted one who nourishes feeds who's more than enough to satisfy Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 from the amplified version Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 from the Amplified Version. Is, and I, I love the way the Amplified puts this. And my God, my El Shaddai, whoo, glory, shall liberally supply, fill until full, every need, your every need, according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. 
King James Version says, my God shall supply your, all your needs. I love the way the Amplified puts it. My God shall liberally supply, fill to the full. Do you realize, or, and, and, and most of us do by now, hopefully, that the more a baby drinks from its mother, the more that mother will produce. She works on the demand of the child. Her body is designed, oh, come on, please tell me you're getting this. Her body is designed to work off the needs and the demand that child will put on it. Do you realize that your El Shaddai, who you serve, that good, good father that Ron was singing about, that he works off of those, he will supply according to the demand that you and I put on him. Sometimes I think we don't put enough demand on him. Sometimes I think we're just going to get through this and let's just, let's just play the cards we're dealt and let's just get through this, hold on tight and hope everything works out. No, you serve El Shaddai. He is your father. Get right up and nuzzle in there real close and begin to draw from him and he will supply. I remember when Dee was breastfeeding. Before the kids woke up, She'd say, somebody's hungry. Now my kids are grown. She still does it. She'll be sitting there, out of the blue. Well, one of them's getting up, they're hungry. Here comes Cindy through the house. Sheila, it's not just a couple minutes. Rubbing her eyes. Dale, look at her and say, you hungry? How does she know? Because she's connected to El Shaddai. She was created in his image. It's her job to know when they need something supplied for. Folks, it is El Shaddai's job to know when you have a need, when you have a desire, when you need to supple off of him, off of his breast. God knows when your life is hungry and he will begin when Dee was breastfeeding, or any breastfeeding mother, when a baby begins to cry, what happens? She begins to lactate. She begins to produce to the point where she can't stop. Oh, you got to get this. It begins, they see they make these little things, those little breast pads. Why? Because she never knows when the need will arise that she needs to start producing what her child needs. You serve El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one. And the moment you begin to cry, the moment you begin to cry out, he begins to produce what you need. He can't stop producing what you need. And all you have to do is nuzzle on up into him and begin to drink from him because he is your provider. She begins to produce at the sound of distress of her child. El Shaddai, our God, who introduced himself, this is how he introduced himself to Abraham. He will begin to produce at the sound of distress of his child. Second Corinthians, <coughs> excuse me, 
2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. I'm reading now the Amplified. Uh, I messed up. I got to calm down. (laughs) Just drink. Just drink. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 from the Amplified says it this way. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything. I know King James says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. But I like how 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says here, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self Sufficient in Him. I have everything I need. I I am completely self-sufficient as long as I'm nuzzled up to His breast. And I drink from Him. Completely self-sufficient in Him. And have an abundance. See, this is where God wants you to live. And have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. It's all good to know his power, but man, if you really know his personality, if you really know this is him, oh, how much more would we be able to settle into the things of our lives knowing that it is his job at the sound of my distress to begin to produce? I want to invite you, and I want to encourage you today, not just the God who saved my lousy skin from hell, We know that's who he is. But I want to introduce you to El Shaddai, the mighty one, the breasted one, in whom there is more than enough supply, sufficiency, sustenance. And so I want to invite you to trust him today. I've got just a couple more scriptures I want to give you. And one of them is going to be a little longer. But in Isaiah chapter 49... Verses 14 through 16. And I believe, I'm reading now the Passion Translation here. Isaiah 49, 14 through 16. He said, but Zion has said, Yahweh has forsaken me. Now we know that through the greatness of God, we are Zion. The church is Zion. Those who came to him are Zion. He said, and Zion has said, Yahweh has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. I'm all alone. You ever said that? I'm all alone. I'm out here by myself. There's nothing. God's left me. God's threw his hands up. I don't know where God went. I don't know why God did it. I don't know why I can't feel him. I don't know why I can't hear him. I don't know why I can't trust him. But I write it like this. Look at verse 15. 
And Yahweh responds. But how could a loving mother forget her nursing child? (laughs) And not deeply love the one she bore. Even if there is a mother who forgets her child, I could never, no, never forget you. El Shaddai says, can a mom forget the one who sucks from her breast? Can a mother forget her child who when he begins to cry, she just begins to produce his need? Oh, God says, just like there, there, there may be some mother out there who could forget. He said, but I won't. Look at verse 16. Verse 16 is so beautiful. Can't you see that I have carved your name? King James Version says, I have engraven thee on the palm of my hands. Pastor Trisley said, can't you see? I have carved your name on the palm of my hands. I want to share something with you real quick. Just a little side note. The palm of my hands is actually one word that actually means the palm, it's the bow of the hand and the foot. Not just the hands. It's actually one word that means the bow of the hand and the foot. Now, if we fast forward a couple thousand years from this verse, there was a time on a hill where they laid Jesus down. And the word tells us that they drove the nails through his hands and his feet. He has engraved your name in the palm of his hands. And look what he says here. He finishes it, says, your walls, the thing that protects you is what he was talking to him about. Your walls are always my concern. In other words, the thing that protects you is always my biggest concern. This is El Shaddai. This is who he is, folks. He's more than just God or Almighty God. He is El That's how he introduced himself here. Now, I'm going to read you one last set of scriptures. It's a long set, so please stay with me. But you can't read part of it and not read it all. And I'm reading now the Tree of Life version. The Tree of Let me tell you something. I think it's like 48 times in the Old Testament where that word Almighty is used is Shaddai. Where it says the Lord God Almighty, 48 different times it says the Lord Shaddai. This is what, he, this is what they knew that we didn't get. Psalms 91 from the Tree of Life version, which is a Messianic Jewish Bible. Psalms 91 from the Tree of Life version, which, like I said, it's a Messianic Jewish Bible, starts out in verse 1, and we're going to read this whole thing. He who dwells in the shelter of Elion will abide in the shadow of Shaddai. Ah, Glory. He who dwells in the shelter of Elion will abide in the shadow of Shaddai. Of Shaddai. I will say of Adonai, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, which is interpreted Elohim, it's plural, since we know we serve a triune God. 
in whom I trust. For he will rescue me from the hunter's trap and from the deadly pestilence. Sounds just like Shaddai, doesn't it? And he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, like a mama chick, like a mama hen. When the storm comes, what does she do with her chicks? Sticks them out and says, come under here and find shelter. He says, and you under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is body armor and a shield. You will not fear the terror by night. Why? Because you dwell in the shadow of Shaddai. Nor the arrow that flies by day. Nor the plague, since we're going through what we're going through right now. Nor the plague that stalks in darkness. Nor the scourge that lays wait at waste at noonday. Why? Because you're in the shadow of Shaddai. A thousand may fall by your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you because you live in the shadow of Shaddai. You will only look on with your eyes and see the wicked paid back, for you have made Elion your dwelling, even Adonai who is your refuge. So no evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge over you to guard you in all your ways. And upon their hands, they will lift you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. You will tread upon the lion, the cobra, trample on the young lion and the serpent. Now listen, this is now God beginning to speak. This is Shaddai's words coming out right now. It changes voice tenses here. So from here on out is El Shaddai speaking to you. Because he has devoted his love to me, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high. Why? Verse 14. Because he knows my name. All of these things happen. Why? Well, Shaddai says it's because we know his name. Verse 15. And when he calls on me, who's he calling on? El Shaddai. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. I love verse 16. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Folks, he is almighty God. But he is El Shaddai. He is the mighty one who holds authority above all others. He is the breasted one from whom you and I will find more than enough provision, will find more than enough sustenance, and, he, and more than enough blessings. He is the breasted one with whom we nourish, we supply, and at the end of the day, with whom we are satisfied that's what verse 16 says with long life I will satisfy him El Shaddai means to satisfy I'm glad we know his power I'm glad we know his authority but I think we need to know his person I think we need to know him the way he introduced himself to Abram that day in Genesis 17 1 when he said Abram I am El 
Shaddai. Abraham knew what that meant. Abraham knew that that was his name. Abraham also knew that from that point on, he knew that he could trust everything he needed. That when he needed and he cried out, that El Shaddai would provide. And I'm here to tell you today, in 2020, he's still El Shaddai. In the middle of COVID-19, he's still El Shaddai. And if they wanted to shut us all down, guess what? If the, if the economy would fall today, guess what? He is still El Shaddai. He will not change. He won't change for you. He won't change for me. He is always going to be the one in whom we supple at his breast. Get to know him. Start leaning on him. Nuzzle up in there real close. Make all the... It's funny, have you ever heard a nursing child nurse? You ever notice they sound like little pigs? Well, what if it's today that we just bury ourselves in and we make all those little piggy noises taking what we need from the one who's willing to supply? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. Father, Keep us always reminded about El Shaddai, the one who has all authority, the one who has more than enough provision, blessing, and nourishment for our life. And let us learn to trust you more than we have ever trusted you before, Lord. And we thank you, El Shaddai, for always being El Shaddai. And Father, we thank you that as we looked at last week, you're Jehovah Jireh too. You're the one who provides, and you're the one who's more than enough. We love you, Lord. El Shaddai, I love you. And we drink freely from you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, real quick, this week coming up. Uh, Tuesday, we are going to do the drive through prayer again from 12 to 2, and again from 6 to 8. Uh, so if you want to come anytime during those two, uh, time slots, please, by all means, come on and be a part of that. We'd love to stand out front and pray over you. We'd love to stand out front and just declare over you. Um, also, don't forget, uh, anything else happening? Tithes and offerings, uh, there should be a thing coming up on the screen now. Uh, you can give your tithes, you can give your offerings uh, online, or you can mail them to 6060 Glen Highway, Cambridge, Ohio. You guys have been so awesome about continuing to give, and, and we have just been, you know, we've really not missed a beat because of your faithfulness, and for that, we thank you. And uh, we look forward to being together soon. Hopefully, we'll hear something in the next little bit, but don't forget to join us on Wednesday for Living by Revelation with Ted Davis, and we'll be back here again next week. So with that said, you are blessed, so, 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 so blessed. So you might as well just enjoy it. Amen? Hey, we'll see you again real soon. Thank you, Lord.